Today is the 40th day after Easter, that great and glorious day when our Lord resurrected from the dead, had conquered death. And during that time, after his resurrection, he appeared to the apostles numerous times. With our four Gospels combined, we know of at least 10 distinct times he appeared to the apostles and disciples and the holy woman. And one of those times is actually today's Gospel. Today's Gospel at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. It says the disciples here are on Galilee. But Jesus ascended, not in Galilee, but outside the walls of Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. St. Mark and St. Luke, their Gospels, record the, the great ascension. And we also hear about it in St. Luke's account of the Acts of the Apostles. Jesus was in the midst of 120 disciples outside Jerusalem. And you can imagine as he's leading that crowd of 120 disciples, you know, they're going past the Mount of Olives, that same garden in which he had resigned his will to the Father, had given up his will as a chalice to drink that chalice of suffering for the salvation of the world. And that is how he enters into his glory. In the Middle Ages, there used to be a great procession on this solemnity of the Ascension in commemoration of that procession of those disciples up to the Mount of Olives to watch Jesus ascend into heaven. And it is said that, you know, there, there would be a great time to ponder what was Mary's reaction? What was Mary's sentiment as Jesus was about to leave? the earth. He's about to ascend body and soul into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father as we profess in the creed. What would have Mary been feeling? You know, we imagine surely she would be sad that he is to go. But what does Jesus say the night before he died about his going? You know, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. If you love me, he says, you will be glad that I will go, for I will enter into my Father's glory. And of course, Mary, being without sin, she perfectly loved her son, Jesus. And Jesus says, if you love me, you will be glad that I will go. And so she is glad. She shows us, she is that model for us. And that is why also St. Luke, at the end of his gospel, when he records the ascension, says the disciples returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And so even though Jesus leaves us today, this feast day is marked with joy. Jesus ascends into heaven for four reasons. It is, first of all, so he can enter into the glory he merited to sit at the right hand of the Father, to put his enemies at his footstool. And then 
as we've been hearing in our readings the past couple weeks, Jesus keeps talking about when he goes, do not be sad because if he does not go, he cannot send us the advocate, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus ascends into heaven for that second reason of sending us the Holy Spirit. And then a third reason is so that he might be our intercessor before the Father in heaven. You know, that Jesus is our one mediator between mankind and God. We go to Mary and the saints. We have our priests all through Jesus. That's why so many of our prayers end through Christ our Lord. Jesus is our intercessor, our mediator. And then Mary and the saints, they all mediate between Jesus and us. But Jesus is that one intercessor before the Father. And then a fourth reason I had already mentioned is to prepare that place for us. Jesus ascends into heaven, body and soul, to prepare a place for our body and soul. It is a reminder that in this valley of tears, this is not the end. The end is that eternal dwelling place prepared for us in heaven. And that is why today's gospel, Matthew's gospel ends with those great words, behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. He is with us, even though he has gone. He was only here for three short years. All of earth waited for 4,000 years for Jesus to come and then was with us for 33 years, three of which we had only had seen him publicly. And before he goes, what does he do? He gives that great commission. You know, soon after the resurrection, he commissions the apostles, as we hear today, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. In St. Mark's Gospel, at the end of that Gospel, in which the ascension is recorded, Jesus again gives a similar commission, saying, go even into the ends of the earth, teaching them all that I have observed you, taught you. And those that do believe and are baptized will be saved, and those who do not believe will be condemned. There is much at stake for the salvation of souls, and that's why Jesus invites us now to take part in his mission of redeeming the world. And Jesus, we hear in our first reading, will come again. All the disciples are looking up into the sky as Jesus ascends into heaven in great glory and majesty. And then comes after that two angels. And they say, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. Jesus is coming again. And that's part of the great message of the divine mercy given to St. Faustina. It is right there in 
that image of the divine mercy. The image of the divine mercy is very rich. You know, it has the blood and water which came out of Christ's heart while he was on the cross. But it is also Jesus appearing to the disciples after his resurrection. And it also touches upon Jesus' second coming. You know, Jesus told St. Faustina, you know, you will be my secretary of the divine mercy, preparing the world for my second coming. And that's why we see Jesus taking one step forward, reminding us he's coming to us. He comes to us as a divine mercy, and he reminds us, I am coming again. And Jesus told St. Faustina, he reminds us from the gospel, he came the first time as our merciful savior, but the second time he comes as our just judge. And so that is why he wants us to take advantage now while we still have the time of his mercy to repent and to fully submit to the Father's will. That is how Jesus enters into his glory when he was on that Mount of Olives in the garden saying, Lord, Father, not my will be done, but yours. And that's when Jesus, the next day, was lifted up on the cross, on his throne of glory, the cross. There's a tradition going back to apostolic times that Jesus ascended into heaven at the same time that he ascended on the cross at noon in great daylight. Submitting to the Father's will, though, is how we enter into glory. That is how we, too, will ascend. We will only ascend if we ascend on the cross with Jesus, submitting our will, denying ourselves like Jesus, so that the Father's will will be done in us. And what is the Father's will? That we all be saved, that we all be in communion, not only here and now, but forever in heaven with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is all that the Father desires for us. Perfect communion, perfect harmony, perfect peace, no pain, no suffering. That is what the Lord desires for us. But we have to observe what Jesus taught us. We have to obey his truths, for Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if we stray from that way, then we stray from salvation. If we do not follow his teachings, if we do not observe the truth, we enter into falsehood. And the world and the ruler of this world want to lead us astray. They want to lead us into falsehoods. But Jesus is the truth. He is the way, and he is the life. He is the only way to eternal life. Jesus comes to us now as the merciful Savior. And before he left, we also heard in the Acts of the Apostles, he blesses us. Again, just like he is in the divine mercy image, he blesses. And as we heard in the gospel, I am with you always until the end of the age. He is with us. Even though body and soul he is in heaven, he is still with us 
many different ways, right? He is present when two or three are gathered, but he is especially present, substantially present, really present in that great gift he also left to us on a Thursday. Not Ascension Thursday, but Holy Thursday. At the Last Supper, he gave us that great gift of the Eucharist. If we want to live out Christ's teachings, we must stay united to him, especially in the Eucharist. He is waiting for us in a tabernacle, in a church nearby, in any Catholic church, he is there waiting for us to come and adore him, to spend time with him. He says, come to me, all who are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to him then and spend time with him in the Eucharist, there in the Blessed Sacrament, in adoration. Even if you can't see him in the tabernacle, he is there. And then he has given us his mother. You know, those were some of his last words on the cross, giving his beloved disciple his mother. And we are all his beloved disciples. And the disciples, they had Mary with them right there from the beginning. As soon as he ascended, she was with them still. And she was that model of joy and purity and holiness for those first disciples. Staying close to Mary then is also key to staying close to Jesus. Because just as Jesus came to us through Mary, he also wants us to go to him through Mary, his mother. And that is why she was there right from the very beginning with the church. The church right from the beginning stayed close to Mary. And there's no reason why any point in the history of the church, why we should ever go any further away from Mary than those first disciples were, who stayed close together with Mary. And what did they do? They waited for the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave a great commission to conquer the world, go to the furthest most ends of the earth to preach his gospel. And little did the emperor Tiberius know that at that time in 33 AD, the Roman Empire was to meet its end with its great commission. Jesus' great commission of the apostles is what eventually leads to conquering the world with the greatest empire, the church, the new Israel, the new kingdom, a kingdom which is to last forever, a heavenly kingdom. And Jesus, though, he tells them to wait until they are clothed with power on high, a heavenly power, an armor tempered by heaven itself, and that is the Holy Spirit. And that is another way that Jesus is with us until the end of the age. For the Holy Spirit is God and Jesus is God. Jesus then sends us the Holy Spirit to provide for us all that we need. All that we need to live out his teachings and to share his teachings, to proclaim the gospel to all those around us. We have everything we need if we have been baptized and confirmed and we participate in the sacraments with the Eucharist and confession. 
and continue to live in that state of the grace. We continue then to live in the state of the grace. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. We are a temple of God. And if God dwells within us, who can stand against us? These three great gifts Jesus has given us are the ways he is still with us. The Eucharist, Mary, and the Holy Spirit. And in living out the sacraments and in proclaiming the gospel to the whole world, we have nothing to fear. Jesus, we know not when, will come again. But that again is only something we ought to look forward to. For then will come the resurrection of the dead and then will come the fulfillment of all time, the fulfillment of all purpose that we might be one with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all those we love here on earth. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.